Mr. Carter, what's going on today? Uh-oh, not much, not much. Get this money motivation going. Exactly. We're trying to get everyone motivated. Trying to get them motivated this get motivated day, sir. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about today. I think today is gonna to be a great, great topic. It is. It is going to be a great topic. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. <sighs> so what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Tell tell everybody about it, Steven. We got an interesting topic today. Um, so our, our topic is about HBCUs versus PWI. So for all of those that don't know what all of those acronyms uh, stand for, HBCUs obviously are historically black colleges and universities. Um, and PWIs are predominantly, predominantly white institutions. And so um, here of late, um, you know, a lot of, of activity and cultural, aware and cultural awareness going on um, in 2020, um, partially due to Black Lives Matter and just a heightened sense of awareness. Um, so there's been a lot of discussion about HBCUs and um, we're, we're always repping our HBC, HBCU Lacey University. So oh, we yeah. want to uh, jump into, uh, jump into this, this, this territory because it's yeah. actually territory, especially for you, Sterling, because um, you know, you have your, your son is, is getting ready to graduate from, from college. And so as an HBCU grad, you got to make that decision in terms of, you know, this is a very personal decision for you. Does Gary go to a HBCU or does he go to a PWI? And, and your wife went to a PWI. So you guys have the, 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 the household is split, as they say. Right. <laughs> And I think it's an age old uh, kind of a conversation debate of, you know, of, of sorts. Um, I think all, all of my friends that went to predominantly white institutions always give us that went to historically black colleges and universities a hard time and we give them a hard time. Um, but there's definitely pros and cons to going to an HBCU versus going to a PWI. And we're going to talk about it. We want to hear about hear, hear your thoughts as well especially considering um, these times when we have someone um, special right now, right? We have Kamala Harris, who's, who is now the soon-to-be elected first, first uh, uh, African-American or person of color uh, to, to the, the position of vice president. And she went to yes. Howard University, which is a historically black college and university. Um, and so we have, uh, we, we have arrived, I guess you could say, for HBCU. Yes. But yeah, HBCUs are being well represented. We're in the building, you know. <laughs> I think I think everyone that went to HBCU, whether HBCU, whether or not you went to Howard or another, are just excited to have, um, you know, have someone representing because there, you know there has been still a negative connotation as it pertains to HBCUs versus PWIs, and it get, it goes deep, right? There's a lot that's that's being said. I know, you know, coming up in Houston, um, you know, there was there's Texas Southern University. There's Prairie View A&M University, both great, great schools. But, you know, when you coming up in Houston, there is a question when you're coming out of high school. Do you want to go to TSU? Do you want to go to, you know, Prairie View? So that was a discussion that came up, right? It was real. It was real. It was real. And it looks like we have a lot of uh, HBCUs and PWI graduates as we're, uh, we're logging on here. So just want to send some shout outs to Super Dave. Higgins and Frederick Ter Terry, a good friend of mine from back in the Houston Wine Tasting Society days. Um, uh, Super Dave, of course, Langston University, Jam and Jay Lamont, Langston, um, 
all of my, my Langston grads, uh, Christy Carter, hello, 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 DC Williams, Ms. AKA, uh, Stephanie Nance, so many people in the room. Uh, what's going on, uh, Rochelle, the vets in the, in the, in the spotlight? And uh, Stephanie, of course, is from Langston. And Rochelle is, rep is representing Texas Southern University, TSU Proud. And then Philip Dunn, uh, what's going on, Philip? But a good question, right? And, and, and so what Stephen was talking about, which I agree with, Sorry. one of the things that we have to deal with as going to a historically back college and university is, is our degree equivalent to someone else's, right? So, so, so of course, Texas Southern University, Langston, another university, when, when a lot of times when you would tell someone you, you went to a Langston University or Texas Southern University or Prairie View University, um, you always had to wonder if they gave you the same amount of value than, than it would than would have been if you went to UT or Texas A&M or, or Oklahoma University or Oklahoma State. Um, a really, really interesting kind of stereotypes that are that are surrounded around HBCUs. But I think we're I think we're breaking those stereotypes. Wouldn't you think, Stephen? I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I remember uh, we're not going to talk about our age, though. You know, I'm not going to go there. But uh, but I will say I will say this: when I was um, interviewing, you know, fresh out of out of Langston University, had my uh, bachelor's in accounting, and so we probably want to talk a little bit about what led us to Langston University and choosing our HBCU too. But um, I remember interviewing for a position, and, um, and and they asked, you know, they looked at my resume and said, "Oh, you went to Langston University. What an amazing university!" Um, and uh, you know, you, you should be lucky that you didn't go to Texas Southern. It was it was some comic crazy like that. And what is so interesting about that is that Langston University obviously obviously is in, in Oklahoma, so many people don't know that Langston University is an HBCU if you're in Texas. Um, but if you were in Oklahoma City, for instance, you, you could have had the same conversation with someone who was interviewing you there that would have had a negative connotation about Langston because it's, it's, it's an HBCU. So it's it's just interesting how just that name in general, just that perception is out there. And it's so untrue and so so uh, unfair, unfair. But, but so how, what led us to Langston? What, what led us to our yeah, What led us to Langston? Interesting uh, story. And I think I think everyone going getting ready to go to college, you always have a story, right? Not right. sure exactly where you want to go. You have your dream schools that you want to go to, um, and then sometimes you end up where you where God placed you, right? So right. Stephen and I were uh, both, of course, of course, we're twins. So we're going to school at the same time. Um, double the expenses, double the tuition, double all that kind of good stuff. Our our mom was a single parent, and so. Trying to figure out how to uh, pay for college was was a big question, right? Yep. And so we applied for a bunch of different universities. Got a, got accepted into actually some of our dream ones. Got accepted into Morehouse, um, University of Texas, um, I think Texas A&M. Quite a few different schools, but the funding wasn't there. So Langston University, our proud proud Langston University, Langston University actually offered us um, a full ride. So between music scholarships. And academic scholarships, we didn't have to pay for anything. And so I remember our mom coming to us and saying, "Hey, you know what? You're going to Oklahoma. We had never been to Oklahoma before, never heard of Langston University before, but that was our path, and that's where we ended up. And and I wouldn't trade it for the world. World, right, Steve? That's right. That's right. That's right. But and I and I think everyone has similar stories, and and definitely, you know, not nothing against PWIs because obviously 
there is a there is a very unique experience that that happens at PWIs that HBCUs don't don't uh, don't get. So so we kind of want to dive into this conversation to talk about you know what's the differences and let's be honest who's better like what's really going on is there a better and then maybe at the end of the conversation we'll get back to sterling and ask him okay where is gary going to go to school is he going to Langston or is he going to rice we don't know we don't know so what's our first topic sterling okay let me pull it up here so our first topic is Invisibility versus visibility. Stephen, you want to start with this one? So invisibility versus visibility. And we're looking for you guys to chime in, especially if you went to a PWI, give us your experience. Um, by the way, probably a shout out to some people. I saw Philip Dunn with some noop on here. Um, Jeff Weber, um, right. and, you know, of course, you know, Jay Webb, Nuke from Oklahoma State. We used to kick it in Oklahoma State, like you know. That was a P. That was a PWI that we it used to go hard. At, at no, Oklahoma but wait, State. wait, 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 wait. You would have thought Jeff Weber went to Langston University. I think he did. I think he came the classroom at Langston. He just, you know, he's, he's up there so often. He's up there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, so shout out to Christy Carter, LU in the building. Super Dave, what's up, Super Dave? Didn't know your your dad was a LU grad. So, so uh, yeah. shout out to you. Uh, who else we got on here, Sterling? Uh, Ronaldo Grant, uh, Hortons, um, yeah, 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 Rome, Rome Smith, Alpha Pi, um, yeah, Christie's here, shout out again to Christie, so we got a lot of people in the building, a lot of Langston folks representing here here today, so I love that, I love that. So, 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 so you asked me about invisibility versus visibility. So one of the things that you hear a lot um, when you do the comparison between PWIs and HBCUs is the is the concept of how visible you are, right? So obviously, if you attend if you attend an HBCU, um, one of the concepts, one of the things is just really just very clear is that HBCUs the number the the, the uh, number of people, the number of students that are on campus are going to typically be much smaller than um than, than a pwi but beyond that and, and and maybe it's because of the size maybe it's because of some other things and we can talk about that um that that those those individuals that go to pwis tend to say that they feel invisible right because you're you're a small part of many right and you're not maybe your culture is not being represented or you're not able to have a voice in the things that are being said versus being very, very visible potentially at an HBCU because you're surrounded by a lot of people that are just like you understand your your plight and where you come from. Both of those could be advantages and disadvantages, but but what do you think, Dr. Carter? What do you think about that kind of stuff? Well, you know, I, I definitely agree. Um, it is that question of the nurturing, right? So yeah. are, are you going to have a more nurturing environment if you're in a smaller, uh, smaller fish, smaller pond? versus an ocean, right? So there's, there's pros and cons there, right? So in the smaller ocean, you get more attention, but maybe there's not as much competition. So maybe it doesn't push you um, to the level that you would have to be pushed or you would be pushed being in the big ocean, being in a larger institution. But for us, I, you know, and I think everyone's a little bit different, but for us, we really appreciated being uh, mentored. Um, our professors were not just professors, right? And I think, think this is our ne next topic, so we might as well jump into it. Uh, no, it's not our next next top, topic, but we'll jump into it. We'll skip around. But um, our professors were our champions. Um, for those that went to Langston University, you probably uh, remember some of those moguls like Mr. Wallace. 
Mr. Lawrence, Lucata uh, Lawrence, who's who's still Langston and and representing some of our um, infamous uh, band directors that we have. Shout out to Sydney Sessoms and Blake Gaines, and so many of those 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 professors that were really like father figures. They were really like mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers, and 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 that type of love and just wanting to make sure that every single person that went to this university was going to graduate from the university and become a better person uh, through that process. I, I don't know if you get that at a, at, a, at a predominantly white institution. And it's not anything about that. It's just a larger institution. It's not about the demographics, but it's about how we're nurtured and how we're how in the culture of the, of the university. Um, it's just amazing and, and, and to tell one story and I know and, and real quick guys if you went to whatever HBCU that you went to shout out let us know what, what school you went to what, if you went to uh, PWI whatever university it's all about education uh, um, I see James Bonnie on here man James I thought you went to Prairie View this entire time <laughs> and if you went to Florida A&M University because you always he's a, a rapper. <laughs> whatever they do, whatever they do. Yes, yes. So, uh, what's up, Sans? Melvin Driver. Hello to Melvin Mr. Driver. What's up, uh, Tracy Chester. Oh, Tracy miss, mentioned Miss Golf. Another, another just mogul at Langston University. Those that really. If you couldn't, if you didn't have any food to eat, they would bring you food. If you needed to get a ride somewhere, they would make sure that you were okay. If you were uh, stuck behind a multi-purpose uh, building because you parted too hard, they'll make sure you get, make it back to your dormitory and make sure you're okay. I just don't know if that. To, uh, Mr. Don, by the way, Mr. Don and Stephanie Jackson said her dad dad was out for five wild bunch. Shout out. Right, sure. right. Right, Such an amazing experience, but I remember. And Stephen, I don't know if you remember this. I remember it was our freshman week at Langston University, and um, actually, it was it was prior to the freshman week because it was for the scholars. So the scholars club, the presidents and the, and the regent scholars, had to get there before everyone else. And I remember sitting in a uh, in the in the um, wasn't it the multi-purpose whatever our, our uh, the the big um, conference room area and I just remember them sitting down and talking to us and telling us about we are going to become the leaders of the of, of for tomorrow right. and that every person in this room has the ability to do anything that they want in life and that just because you're you, you're going to school the Langston University doesn't mean that you're you're not special you're even more special because you're a Langston University alumni or Langston University lion um, on the way to become a Langston University alumni. And I just can't think of anybody that I know that went to Langston that doesn't love Langston University because it's something about the culture that's embedded in, in the school that makes you just want, it just makes you just love the institution. So for those that went to Langston University, if you love Langston, just give us a shout out. Just say, just, just tell us about how much you love Langston University. And your other HBCUs, and and right. and in the the any universities. If you went to the Texas A and M or University of Texas, just let us know. Yeah. So, and we, you know, as as Sterling is sharing, we 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 have an affinity for our HBCU as as many that we know do. But again, if you if you went to PWI, I think there is is a lot of positives about that. So we love to share because 
um, you know, our experience is different. Speaking of which, not that we didn't go to a PWI. So um, I did go to uh, Lancaster University for my undergraduate degree, but I went to the University of Houston uh, for my, my master's in business administration. And Sterling also went um, and got his master's and his uh, and his doctorate from a PWI, right, Sterling? I did, I did, and um, it's interesting because um, I went to Texas Women's University, um, the, the the Houston campus right here in Houston, and I really tried to compare the difference between going to Langston University and Texas Women's University, and I must say that I think the cur the curriculum at Texas Women's University, but it was a master's too. So it's a little bit hard to, hard to, 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 to just, you know, to really kind of tell the difference between the two. But I think the curriculum was a little bit more rig uh, rigorous at Texas Women's University in, in comparison to Langston University. However, I think that the nurturing and the camaraderie and the, the life skills that, you, that I learned at Langston University, I could not have learned it anywhere else. And so I think that that's the, as an undergrad, I think that as a, as a bachelor's program, I think an HBCU is, is, is paramount. Then after that, you go on to whatever university, whatever size, because you're, you've, you've matured, you've grown up, you've taught, you've been, you've, you, you, you've learned how to become, you know, a man, I guess, and a, and a woman, and you're ready for, ready for the challenges of life. Uh, what do you think, Stephen? Yeah, you know, when you brought up a, a good time, and I, I think that is one of our topics when we talk about work ethic, but, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to have a, a, a real moment right here. We're showing a lot of love to LU, so you brought up a good, uh, a, a, a good point. I think, I personally will, will, will admit that I think that some of my uh, fellow colleagues that graduated from, P, from PWIs and we started in the corporate field at the same time, I think from a education standpoint, they were better prepared. I think that when I came into, for instance, my one of my first major positions at a at a Fortune 500 company was with was with Shell, and when I looked at my counterparts that came from PWIs uh, versus me, I think that from an educational, from a technical educational standpoint, um, I, I, I have to admit that I, I probably was a little bit um, not as prepared. Now you know what you know. What you do get though at HBCU is that they prepare you for the cultural situation that you're going to face, and they're going to ha having to deal and compete. But you know when you're when you walk it, there's a culture shock that happens, right? So for me, when I walked in, when I went and came in the shell after going to an HBCU and and coming up and even my high school, even our high school was was it was historically black. I mean, was was predominantly black. So there was a culture shock when I went into um, into that uh, that that corporate office for the first time, being one of, of one of few and not one of many. You know what I'm saying? And so that that was something that I had to kind of get get through. And Dr. Carter, I don't know if you can speak to that as well, but I, I mean, just having an honest moment for me at least. I think that there was a, a some some part of the preparation, even the work ethic that I put in at an HBCU, it seems like in order for you to succeed at a PWI, honestly, I think the work ethic may be a little stronger. You may have to work a little bit harder. You know, I, there's there's definitely some truth to that. I think that, um, and, and, and maybe that's just because of the size of, right. of the differences in the universities, because you're exposed to a lot more at a larger university than you are at a smaller university. I think we're, we're probably protected. You're in this, this bubble 
where um, you're you're protected from the from the outside of the world. And so when you come out of the bubble, you don't know really know how to um, to to respond. And and that's that's a really good point too because when you're going to a historically black college and university, you really don't have an opportunity to um, to mingle, to to talk, to 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 hang out with people outside of other people that look just like you. And that's a problem. You know, it's a problem across the board because it's the same problem that we talk about when we say that other people have stereotypes of, of African-Americans. It's, it's because of their exposure. So we, exactly. we have to do we have to make sure that we don't stay within this bubble, because if not, you, you won't have the exposure that you need. I love to hear what Prell um, uh, has to say, because April Powell, who went to two undergrads, uh, P, uh, PWIs, and I give her a hard time because I thought she went to Rutgers under, undergrad because I always give her a hard time about that. She used to try to claim Rutgers, though. Still. All the time. Prell used, used to claim Rutgers real hard. It was not right. No, Prell, no, no, don't try to come back now. You was a Rutgers grad. Now you want to claim LU. It's good <laughs> but she went to uh, went to um, uh, did her HBCU undergrad and then she did her doctorate at HBCU as well. So, um, well, actually, I guess she is saying that because she said she went to two two PWIs and right. then uh, and then she went to HBCUs after that. So, um, interesting, interesting topic. The other side of that, you know, we were talking about that that whole cultural thing. Um, we have to learn how to get outside of our box because we yeah. can't be protected protective bubble all the time. And so it was a shock for me too. So when I got into the real world and I was working at the first hospital I started working at, it was so completely different. Um, exactly. the, the food that I ate, the, the dialect, the things that we talked about, the cultural shock was amazing. Um, and, and you have to change really, really quick if you want to, you have to be able to assimilate, you know, we have to be, we have to be chameleons. And so that's really, really, really important. So, um, Good deal, good deal. And so, speaking of that, Stephen, I think one of the to topics that we we must touch on is networking. So when yes. we talk about we talk so about that, huge. yeah, it's so, so huge. huge. And I'll say this one thing: one of the things that we know in Texas, and people talk about this all the time, if you have the Aggie ring on, you know, if you went to Texas A&M, if you went to University of Texas, if you went to some of these bigger schools, if you're a Longhorn or an Aggie, it's a rite of passage. And you now are part of this this group that just by at least this is what we understand or what I understand. If you're wearing a ring and you walk into an interview, it's almost a given. If the other person are across from you, if they went to Texas A&M, they may just give you the job. So when we're talking about networking, how important is it or is networking within a college or a university? And do you get that 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 networking um, that, that you need? you know, at an HBCU, or is the true networking happening at a PWI? Stephen, what do you think? So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, and, and honestly, I think you have to look at the different types of networks, right? I think, you know, attending Langston University, I feel like uh, my HBCU, and again, just like every HBCU, it was a family, right? So when you home, when you go, we'll talk about homecoming in just a, in a second, but when you go to a homecoming for HBCU, it's a family reunion, right? There's so much love and 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 entertainment and just you just you just there you know with, with brothers and sisters right so i feel like i can go to california chicago detroit whatever and if i if i if i'm there and there's somebody from Langston, i got somebody i can call and we're gonna we're gonna get down and have a good time but if i went to harvard if i went to yale if i went to some other ivy league and you know just let's just say for instance 
I'm in school with Obama's daughter, or I'm in school with Joe Biden's son, or whatever. And so I'm actually sitting next to the influencers, the power makers in this country. And so when I leave that school and I get ready to call somebody to say someone to say, hey, I need a, a hookup. I need you know help with starting this business. I need a business loan. I need your dad to make a phone call. That's true power and networks. I mean, oh. it's it's tough because yeah. there's, there's levels to this, Earl. There's levels. And that's a really, really good point. When we talk about success, and, and we talk about this in our book, right, the, the, the importance of networking and the importance of relationships, right? A lot of times we get ahead in life not by our knowledge or by what we know. It's, it's about who we know. And so right. when you have an opportunity to network in this large, large ocean and you have to develop these relationships, I mean, that's powerful. Um, and, and let me just go ahead and say hello to a few people, to uh, Marlon James uh, from Langston Alpha, uh, one of our, our, our brothers from, a, from another fraternity, Sin Dixon, right here in Houston. She has, she's, she's an author as well, doing big exactly. things right here. Uh, Nikki Watk, Watk, uh, Watkins, hey, Nikki. Jerry Webb, Jerry, sto a small story about Jerry. Jerry and I, that's my brother from another, another mother, as they say. Um, we uh, we we were in the military together for 25 plus years, for at least well, at least 15 of, of my 25 years, and we served we served in a war together, all that kind of good stuff. He is a, um, a Texas A&M uh, grad, I think. Gigum, I don't know if that's A&M or, or UT. I always get them confused. But anyway, shout out to Jerry. Uh, um, good 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 seeing you. Seeing you. We need to catch up sometime soon. Um, James Vimey said inter internships are critical for networking. Also, the different associations, spot on. Uh, James is a, a member of uh, NSBE, um, AICHE, and Ta Beta Pi. Um, Keisha says, uh, love Langston University. Um, uh, Tez Howard is in the house. What's up, Tez? Uh, uh, networking is so much easier now, now with social media, internet, et cetera. This is what Prell is saying, which is spot on. That has opened up the ability to connect and network at, at a minimum. Um, know what you, uh, what you, what you should have, uh, who you should have been connecting with. Uh, we didn't have those in the nineties. Yep, we are, we are old. Speaking of, speaking of being old, why don't you tell, uh, tell, tell everyone about how old you are and those things you used to do back at Langston. You know, when we didn't have cell phones and all that kind of, just kind of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Great story, Steve. From, from, look, uh, look, look, I'm gonna tell y'all. Y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to hear these stories, man. These are, these are stories I share with my kids right now. It's like, okay. So our, you know, when we didn't have cell phones, Daryl, we had to share the payphone that was in the the hallway of our dorm. That's how old school it was, you know. So again, some of the PD, PWIs didn't have these kind of issues. And you had to wait for somebody to get off the the phone or use a calling card to be able to. Then it was a guy that had the, the hookup on the calling card, so you could make a phone call home long distance and be able. to, Come on, man. Yeah, I don't want me to go there. We're gonna go deep right now. But uh, by the way, shout out to C. Will Christopher Williams. That's Sterling and I's, you know, best friend, good brother yeah, yeah. in Ohio, help holding down in that cold weather. Shout out to you, Newt. Good to see you. And Tracy Chester, another cool ass Delta from Langston. Uh, just wanted to make sure we we touch everybody. Right, right, right. Saying hello to Tara Walls. Uh, so many people. Tony White. Tony White. The building uh, the basketball coach extraordinaire. Um, so um, what else? What else? Before we get too too far off track, we we just having too much too having a great time here. Okay, so what? Here's a here's a good question. What is the value of my degree? 
if I go to a historically black college or university, or if I go to a predominantly white institution, are those two degrees, are they, are, are they equal? Are they equal? What do you guys think? We want to hear your comments. Yeah. Is an HBCU degree equal to a degree from a P from a predominantly white uh, institution? Tell yeah. us what you think, Stephen. What do you think? So you know, I think you know. So so clearly, I'm I'm going to say this. So obviously, Sterling and I are big big proponents about education. Right. Our mother was an educator. Um, she she finished her master's degree. Um, which so obtaining a master's degree was almost an understood. Um, so we both did that, and obviously Sterling is an overachiever, so he went on to get his doctorate. But you know that's that's how he rolls. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, you know, education is a very important thing. A lot of people will say that you know once you have that degree, no matter where you um, matriculated, how you matriculated, where you matriculated from, a degree is a degree is a degree. But you need that in order for you to get started. And I and I agree with that to 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 a large uh, a large position, um, but I do think the difference is not the the, the degree. The difference is the network, and that, that's my opinion. Yeah, and and I agree, I agree with the networking is a big piece of it. I think that I, I think that it's not about the the actual degree. It's about the experience, right? And I right. think that what happened, and it, and this could happen almost at any campus as well. But I think what we learned at Langston was not just how to study and how to get a degree, but how to how to maneuver through life. Right. Um, I think we learned how our value at Langston University. I, I think that I'm, I'm going to get deep here for a second. When we think about African-Americans and we think about society and we think about what we see on the news each and every day, you can feel you can feel like you're inferior um, because because right. unless you have that right type of parenting at home that they're instilling in you that you are a king and you're a queen and that you you are amazing you may not think that because when you look on when you look on the news every day when you look in the movies and you see everything that's happening you may think that you're inferior yeah and when, when you get to a, a university that nurtures and that builds you up and doesn't break you down. You leave that university a little bit better than 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 when you first got there. And so I think that my drive, my confidence, my uh, my my will to to thrive um, was was built um, at Langston University. And I don't know if that would have happened at, at any other you know institution. Stephen, what do you think? I agree. I agree. And there was there's an accountability circle that. That, that, that we built. I mean, I remember we, you know, our brothers like Rob Bostic and Mac Bostic and Christopher Williams and others. I mean, Greg Arnold, Daryl Jeffalo, so many people that we could talk about. But, you know, you had guys that were going to basically pull you up by the coattail and say, man, you're not, you're not getting it. You're not reaching your fullest potential. Um, if, if you were working in a position that was beneath you, if you weren't att you know, attaining um, you know what we thought was was a symbol of your success. Um, then the people weren't guys weren't afraid to pull you by the coattail and, and tell you that you need to you need to step up. And so we you know we we held each other accountable. We looked and and, and that's a, one of the other things we were talking about is the beauty of fraternities and sororities and the importance of those. That's another important. Obviously, we had friends, but we also had a fraternity that that obviously believed in uh, you know. 
achievement and, and being the best that you can be. And, and that's that's the same for all the fraternities and, the, and the sororities that are part of the Divine Nine. And that's another way, a level of accountability. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Great points, Stephen. Great points. So um, I think we were going to end this on talking about the importance of giving back to your university and we and we're going to talk about the what the homecoming experience right but right. before we go there i just want to just give a couple of shouts um just uh, recognize a couple of notable graduates from historically black colleges and universities so um p diddy combs he graduated from uh, tennessee state university That's tony true. morrison graduated from howard university um uh, Taraji Henson, or Henson, I'm sorry, Taraji P. Henson graduated from Howard University. Um, Rudy Huxable, Rudy Huxable went to Spelman College mm -hmm. and she plays Delta Sigma Theta. And I didn't know this, but Samuel ja um, Jackson um, um, graduated from Morehouse. And, and of course, we know Spike Lee graduated from, from Morehouse. And Herman Cain, Herman Cain graduated from Morehouse as well. So, so many people. Oprah. Oprah graduated from um, Tennessee State University, I believe. Um, so we have a lot of very, very successful people that have graduated from historically black colleges and universities. And of course, we have a lot of black um, successful people that have graduated from predominantly white institutions. So you can't go wrong. But at the end of the day, education Graduate. is key. <laughs> Graduate. And, and so many people said it in here. It's, you know, Jeff, Jeff said it really, really well. He said, What's for you is for you. Don't worry about what's not. So if if God puts you in a position where you go to a predominantly white institution or if you go to a historically black college or university, just make the best of it. Because either way, you've been blessed to be put in a position where a lot of people just don't have that opportunity. And so you have to take advantage of that. But let's just talk about, Stephen, what do you think about giving back to the university that you went to. And let's just talk a little bit about the experience of coming home to, right. uh, to your university. What's that like for you? You know, this is a this is a big, big topic. And again, um, shout out to a lot of uh, a lot of guys and like, you know, there, there are a lot of people. Uh, Marlon James was on the on a call on the uh, on, on here earlier. I don't know if he's still on. Uh, I, I think of Greg Arnold, I think of Daryl Jeff Lowe, I think of all of the Angela Ware all these people that, for at least for Langston, understand the need to give back to your school, right? And the challenge I have is that, you know what, we all can go back to homecoming at our HBCUs and we're going to have a great time and we're going to turn up and we're going to see people we haven't seen and, and you know, just have an amazing time. But if we're not taking the time to give back to our university financially, right, um, then we're not, we're not helping that those that are, are behind us, right? The, we're not helping the next person to, to move ahead. And the difference to Sterling's question about, you know, the support between what's happening between PWIs and HBCUs, I think at least, is that you see how successful some of these PWI programs are and how dedicated people are to, to donating and giving money back to their universities. And honestly, I, you just don't see that for HBCUs in the same, in, in that same, that same level of passion. And I, I don't know why it is. I think it needs to change. But I, I, those are my, my thoughts, Sterling. What do, you, what do you think? I agree. I mean, if, we, if, if you love your university as much as, as we do, um, then you should feel just absolutely obligated to give back. 
because the only way that your university is going to survive is by is, is through donations is through giving back is, is through through funds um, one of the things that I, I have to have to say um, and, sh uh, and a big big um, applause for President Kent Smith at Langston University because I think in the last couple of years we've seen a significant uptick on the funding and on the donations and on the push for alumni to, to give back, but we need that, and we we need to we need to give give back in a big way. Um, uh, definitely a big shout out to uh, to Jeff Weber who went to Oklahoma State University and always has been a big proponent of giving back, um, and, and which is a perfect example of how you know it's a, a, there's a different level of giving back. But he's been active in the board um, there, and 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 those are the kind of things that we really need to do. Uh, April Powell has always been. Um, a really, really big pro pro proponent for uh, Langston University and for Thurgood Marshall, um, um, TSU. And, and we just need to give back in a big way and, and remember that if it wasn't for these universities and institutions, we wouldn't be where we are today. And so it's almost, it's, it's just imperative that we give. And, and, and not only giving back financially, I, I'll, go, I'll go further to say that if you are in a position, a management position, your position to be a hiring manager. And if you see two resumes that come across your desk and you see it's a resume from a, from someone from an HBCU, let's give them the same chance that we would give anyone else, whether or not they went to a PWI or not. Let's give that person an opportunity. Let's give that person a shot to at least get in front of you and have a conversation, have an interview. We need to give these people opportunities because they're working hard for their degrees and um, you know, and, and, and someone someone may not have, may not know the people that you know. Let's give these let's give these people a shot. So whether or not it's financially giving back or just giving an opportunity for a student at HBCU, let's let's do our part. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's probably a great point and note to to end our motivational Monday podcast. We really, really appreciate all of the, the, the great uh, feedback and, and, and comments. We love it. Keep it going. Uh, Monday, we'll be back uh, with some another interesting topic that will be thought provoking and uh, just make make this week a great week. It's getting close to the holidays and we're almost done with 2020 and we're looking forward to 2021. Absolutely. You guys have a great one. Thanks so much for tuning in. Good night.